Hi there. Welcome to Christmas and Chill, a daily Christmas countdown podcast celebrating the sometimes good, but mostly bad Christmas films out there. Over the next 24 days, a group of friends will talk about, critique, and most likely make fun of some of the best and definitely some of the worst Christmas films of all time. Today we're looking at How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a 1966 television special directed and co-produced by Chuck Jones of Looney Tune fame. It's based on the 1957 children's book of the same name by Dr. Zeus, which tells the story of the Grinch trying to take away Christmas from the townsfolk of Whoville below his mountain hideaway. Originally telecast in the United States on December 18, 1966, How the Grinch Stole Christmas went on to become, and still is, a perennial holiday special. Hello, welcome to Christmas and Chill, a podcast where a group of mates watch a whole bunch of movies for the month of December um, and we try and make some kind of sense of them uh, by talking uh, like we kind of know things, but we really don't. And we're just Speak kind of, for yourself. We're just making it up as we go. Uh, my name's Josh, um, and I'm joined by a couple of friends. Guys, do you want to introduce yourself? Maybe Maddie, do you want to go first? Hi, my name is Maddie. I'm a film student, and I'm <laughs> in a relationship with Joshua Broderick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's that's relevant to the films. That's it is. Good. It is really relevant um, to the, all the films we're watching. And who else do we have on the podcast? Uh, you have Luke. Um, I'm also a, I'm a media student. I don't know if that adds to the conversation at all, but... Uh, it's like we got street I cred. I am new to a lot of the Christmas movies that will be coming up in this series, so you'll expect a lot of... You actually of, uh, hate Christmas. Fun? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's, this is already going really well. It's, it's good. Thank you. And and Amy, what about you? Hi, my name's Amy. Um, I'm an occupational therapy student. <laughs> is going along with that? Oh, so so the the joke there <laughs> is that Luke, Maddie, and myself. I've all kind of studied arts and, and been in that area. And Amy has a real job and is a real human as an occupational therapist. And doesn't have an arts degree. <laughs> and, and has more practical life skills compared to the other three. But I will say she probably has the most Christmas cheer out of all of us. That is true. That is actually very it's true. It's very true. Josh and I are new to Christmas cheer. Yeah, I'm very cynical. So um, I really am. I am as well. Yeah, so this is, yeah, we did need a resident Christmas expert, so Amy was definitely getting the call up <laughs> on that. Yeah, but I might um, not be a Christmas yeah. expert in movies, so the Christmas movies. Well, so what are you a Christmas ex- expert in? Just Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Just Christmas. Just general Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Christmas lights. Definitely Christmas lights. lights. Now, what kind of lights your favourite, Amy? Do you like an icicle light or do you prefer just a multicoloured run-around light? Probably a multicoloured. I like a multicoloured light, to be honest. So you honest. don't like the icicle ones that, like, hang from the eaves of, like, houses? Huh? <laughs> 
an icicle light is where you like you yes, put it yes. up on your house and it like uh, yeah, but it I don't looks like, like it's the dripping whiteness. down the house. I don't like the whiteness of it. Yeah, right. I'm I'm sorry. I thought this was a movie podcast, <laughs> and I'm really sorry to to interrupt. Hey, this is also a Christmas podcast. Yeah, exactly. We have to talk about Christmas. That's true. Oh, wait, look, you're right. I apologise. Um, Christmas lights, of course, if we want to jump back to that to segue it. There were lots of Christmas lights in the movie that we watched tonight, um, which was How yes. the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes, a personal favourite of mine. I love this film. It's it's great. I, it's so good. I haven't fully watched this before. I've seen clips and bits and pieces, but I've never sat down from start to finish and watched this. Have any? Have you all seen this before? Nope. I can honestly say I haven't seen this version. I've only seen the Jim Carrey version. Yes, me too. Yeah, I think I think that Amy, Maddie, and myself are all diehard Jim Carrey, The Grinch followers. Whereas Luke is is a more traditionalist yeah, um, and has only so seen much. the. Uh, I think I think that's mainly because this particular TV movie slash TV special has been something that's like been played every single Christmas probably since I can remember. Like, I know it so well back to front. The animation, everything. Like, I, I can... It was the first pick of this whole series, but it was also, like, the first thing that came to mind because I watch it every single Christmas. Right, okay. Um, as So, Amy, as someone who hasn't watched the film before, I noticed this personally, that I, I kept noticing, like, little... Jim Carrey traits yes. within the Grinch, yeah. if that makes sense. So, like, ha- not having seen the original but only seeing the Jim Carrey version of the film, I could see, like, a lot of direct inspiration yeah. between the two films, yeah, if that makes I, sense. Yeah, I could see that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maddie, you were saying that does, does Jim Carrey slither? I can't remember. <laughs> I was trying to remember. I think he There's does. A part where I think the Grinch yeah, slithers under sure the tree, and I was trying to Doesn't remember he? whether or not Jim Carrey yeah. did that. Well, this—I don't know if the song is in there. The song is probably the most famous bit from that TV special. That is oh, just to interject. One, Grinch. Just to interject on that, Luke. Um, they sang that song on Glee. Yes, that's why I've heard yes, that song. I was telling Mum that I'd heard yes. it before. Oh, really? Yeah. That's where you've heard this song? Sue Sylvester steals Christmas. Not from Christmas, but specifically from Glee? Specifically that yeah. one episode of no, Glee. No, because it's a part of our playlist, our Christmas playlist, so song playlist. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, me and Amy, we wanted the same. Um, Luke, what for for those listening who have never seen the film and have no idea what song we're talking about? What what is the song that we're talking about? So the song is it goes throughout the whole TV special. It's basically about how bad the Grinch is, and he's how basically how evil he is. Because really deep down, throughout most of the film, he is. He is a terrible, terrible, terrible person. And the the song is... I found out that the song is actually sung by the guy who did the voiceover work for Tony the Tiger in, the like, for 50 years. So he's got a really, like, deep baritone voice. The, the music throughout is very uh, jazzy and it's got a bit of... Like, it's really, really catchy. And I think because... Um, the whole film is also set out like the book um, and the same similar rhyme scheme that the book has. 
Um, that's why the song is so catchy is it has, you know, it's very rhythmic in the way that it's made. But yeah, it's one of those songs that like once you hear one verse, you'll be hearing it in your head for the rest of the day. It just won't go away. Yeah, definitely. Um, the song is called You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Yes. Um, he really is a heel. Um, Don't bring your wrestling terms into this podcast. That's the next sentence of the, of the song. Heel is a bad guy. You really are a heel. That's the sentence well, of the song. You're a wrestling fan. You were just trying to interject there. No, well... Fun fact, too. me and Josh found this out while watching it. The Grinch is 53 years old and yeah, doesn't I, look I a day over 83. I when I was listening to it as well. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I never realised. I thought the Grinch really was ageless, but he said that he was doing it for 53 years. Oh. There you go. Unless he was good. That raises a lot of questions years. in my mind of, is he a who? Is he just some random creature that lived nearby? Do you reckon he's more susceptible to COVID? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, no, probably so. not because he isolates himself. So, But then at the same time, <laughs> oh, yes, he, he's been practising At the yeah, same time, point. though, he could be isolating himself so much that if someone with COVID came... He could get really sick. <laughs> you just know that all the Who's in Whoville got it and then he's on his little... Well, well, yeah, he isolated until the last minute where he went in every single house in Whoville. So, so if someone's got it, everyone's got it. Also, his only friend is Max the dog. Like, really, he doesn't have too much human interaction, so... And it's, Max. it's true. Oh. Well, yeah. We've got our own Max. Yeah, I know. Our own dog has decided, heard the word dog and decided to talk. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a break there. I'm going to cut that small section out of the podcast while the dog yawned. Um, <laughs> uh, but me and Josh were also talking about this. The, the director of The Grinch was actually a director of one of all, like, um, The Roadrunner and... Yep, Chuck Coyote. Jones, Chuck one Jones. of the best the Coyote animators slash directors of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, He's so, so we were good. watching it, him. and we were realizing how like all the the looks to camera and like the fourth wall breaks are very like Coyote and Roadrunner, wasn't it, Josh? Yeah, definitely. The I guess that that whole comedy style very is is pretty cool. It, it really mirrors that whole. I guess that, yeah, that really Looney Tunes, very old-timey, looking at the camera, tongue-in-cheap, villain kind of... Uh... Ollie thinks so as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly. He agrees. Ollie's exactly the dog, right. by the way, listeners. Yes, our dog is here. Um, My dog's here too. Our dog is a lot like Max in that we wish he would um, just go away and crawl up a mountain. But that's... <laughs> what was that, Amy? You're going to have to put an antler on his head. Anyway... <laughs> But yeah, Chuck Jones, he um, he's directed, I think he directed like over 50 Looney Tunes films when he was doing all the animations for them. Um, and like his his animation really like shows through a lot of the character of the Grinch and Max and all the other all the other like characters that are in the actual film. Like it was a lot more um, funnier than I remember it being. Because, you know, watching it, you watch it a lot and you sort of take it for granted. Then you realise, oh, wait, no, Max is, like, flying in the middle of the air or he's being pulled around or he's being 
having a carpet thrown on his head and he is walking around like he's a little mini Christmas tree. It's like, yeah, no, definitely. The, yeah, there's, I guess, yeah, the, the coupling of the animation style to begin with, but also the other point that I, I thought maybe worth bringing up is, is obviously How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a, an original story by Dr. Zeus. Um, Zeus. Zeus, sorry. Zeus. 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 Um, Zeus with an Say S. that ten times fast. Um, can I just say it must be the easiest thing to write? Like, oh, like here we go. it's like, it's like he's having a stroke and just putting words on paper most of the time. Half the words in the film is just on blingers and splubos and having some blingers and and like it's it's yeah. it's wonderful and it's fantastic. But my god, a good. 10 minutes of the film is is nonsense. I think the big thing with that is Seuss had for a long... Like, he made his own world and kids, I don't think... They, like, they don't really care if it may... Like, it, it just needs to sound kind of cute and... Um, I don't know. It, it's weird. If you have, like, normal kids' books... They don't talk the same way as the way that Dr. Seuss wrote them. He wrote with very big imagination. Like, a Grinch really... What is a Grinch? And the first thing you think of is the Grinch from The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And, you know, Grinchy behaviour is what someone who is upset and who is sort of, you know, just angry at everything and just doesn't like anybody. So... Like, hats off to him. He's able to get kids to read and read all these silly words and, you know, like, yes, a lot of the instruments made no sense. <laughs> I have a very sadistic but also, like, I've been wondering this. Is is Dr. Seuss a pedophile or was that Walt Disney? No, no, he is not. I will defend him. No, he is oh, not. No, I'm not. I'm not saying he is, but I thought I read this somewhere. This is a dark part no, of the podcast. I somewhere that, like, all these, like... We got real I think might be talking Merry about Christmas, Pete everybody. <laughs> was it Walt Disney or, like, I remember reading something. Pan author was accused of pedophilia, but that... It's not Dr. Seuss. This is not very Christmas talk, is it? <laughs> Amy is our resident Christmas expert. How do you feel about pedophiles? <laughs> oh, sorry. He, I've just Googled it. I've just Googled it. Dr. Seuss cheated on his dying wife and married his mistress. That's what I read. Not pedophilia. <laughs> yeah, every, like, every author eats nice stuff, thing. find, like, juicy information about them and discuss. <laughs> I, I could. <laughs> Oh, I've, I can bring it back to the, the movie. I didn't realise that um, Boris Karlov, the guy who was Frankenstein, Correct. voiced the thing. He narrated and, and like, voiced oh the Grinch. I IMDb'd it after. Yeah. I, only, I, I knew the name was familiar in the opening credits and I was like, where is it? And then, you know, I had to look it up afterwards like you because I was like, I know that name from somewhere and, yeah. Amy, as a non-film yeah. person, how does that make you feel? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just here listening to you guys talk about uh, the more serious stuff about the film. I just enjoyed it because it was a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, 
something I, something I did want to point out is I think that the film itself did a really good job of selling Christmas in the sense yeah, that, it did actually. that the colour scheme and the direction and the way that they played with light and, and colours and stuff really. The who's it's and the wuzzles. Yeah, yeah all the, but like all that fantastical magical language, yeah. it's like it gave you that heartwarming feeling at the end. Like it, it did come full circle and I think everything that was in the film... Um, even though it was so, it's a television special. I should probably say I keep, we keep saying film, but it was about twenty five minutes really long. Twenty five minutes for twenty five minutes. So you get the whole story in twenty five minutes, and it's a good amount of time. Like if it scratched any more, I personally wouldn't find it as interesting as what um, say any other movies that have been made about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I guess it was a bit like over quickly for me because I was thinking about the Jim yes. Carrey Grinch, right? When I so saw I the twenty-five minutes, I was like, head. "This is gonna, this is so quick." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking about the like the Jim Carrey movie and like, "Oh, this will come next, and they'll do this and this." But it, like, it ended so quickly. I was like, "Oh, okay, wrap up." Yeah, it was. But I um, feel that. Hmm. I feel, though, the 25 minutes is the amount of time a kid would read the book. So I feel that it would be a good... It's a good length because, you know, kids are going to enjoy the songs that are in the the TV special and, you know, it's not going to take up too much time. And it is made for TV, so it will go for 25 minutes. Can I ask a question? Because you made a really good point. Children watching it, do you feel that children in today's day and age, in 2020, if they sat down and watched this 25-minute feature, do you think they would enjoy it? Or do you think it 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 doesn't have all the bells and whistles that that kind of Christmas films apparently need to have these days? Well, as a kid who watched it, like, my mum has a set amount of movies that we watch every year, and that is one of the ones I watch with her every year. Um, I, like, as a kid, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, like... For me, it was one of those stories that, like, because you read the books and it's cool to see the animation come to life as well. It's a little, it's better than, you know, sometimes live action, you can kind of lose a little bit of the magic that the book has or the the show has. So it's like a, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know about today. Like, it'd be interesting to put it in front of a kid today and say, hey, watch this. We'll come back and see what you think. But um, I don't know if people would. In, I don't know if kids would enjoy it. Especially, and the reason that I ask the question is because there is another Grinch movie that came out recently. Oh, I forgot with, about that It's one. purely animated. By and Benedict ben- Cumberbatch. Benedictal dude. Yeah, Benedictal Cumberbatch was. Um, yeah. The, and Tyler the Creator did the soundtrack, which is I yeah. personally don't like it at all. Yeah, so it's, I'm like, why? Don't change the music. The music is fine. And I imagine that Jim Carrey has perfectly fine music as well. <laughs> what do you think, Amy? Do you think that if you would, – would you put that on for a kid if they're like, I want to watch a Christmas movie? Is that what you put on or is it like – is it a bit old? Uh, I mean, I may like lean more towards not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, mm. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, hard. for sure. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but it's it's interesting to think about. I guess that, like, because that was when was it made? Two thousand. 
it's in that deep register, which I like to go into as like singing it. But then also some of the words are really weird. Like, why would you hit poke someone with a ten and ten and a nine half foot pole? Like just yeah. weird lyrics and yeah. But overall, I haven't seen the Jim Carrey movie, and I'd like to watch it just to compare the two. Um, I just like it because it's short and sharp, and you know you can watch it like a couple of days before Christmas and it's not going to take up too much of your time, which is, I think a really big thing that a lot of Christmas movies have the problem of is there's a lot of movie, but it doesn't celebrate enough about Christmas sometimes. And maybe that's just me from the movies I've seen of Christmas movies, but this one, like the, you know, you get the point pretty quickly and I just love, yeah, I just love the movie. If I'm going to rank it at the end, I'm going to go in with an open mind at the end. I'm I'm actually going Ooh. to watch them all and then I'm going to say yes or no. It will it's I've got a bit of bias, but I'm hmm. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Well, I, I I I actually echo a lot of what Luke said. So I think that this film is if we're looking at how Christmassy a film is, I feel like this is going to be probably one of the most Christmassy films that we're going to watch. And I say that probably because the film is only 25 minutes long and it lacks a whole bunch of filler in the middle. Um, it's in like it's, a, like it's a classic story. I don't know if I have the nostalgia or if it, if, if it kind of resonates with me like, like it does with Luke, but I, I would say it's, it's a strong contender. I would definitely say it's in my top five at the moment. Well, considering we've only watched one movie, yeah, exactly I'm right. Considering we've only watched one, <laughs> definitely in like, my I top will, five. I will, I will add for me personally. I only realised this until tonight when we were watching it. This story accumulates the idea of Christmas really, really well. Where it's, it's not about the stuff you have. It's not about the food that you've got on the table or the songs or whatever. It's about coming together and being joyful as, you know, as, as a family sort of thing. And the Grinch realizes at the end, wait, no, there is, it's more than just stuff. And I think that's why he wanted to get rid of the, the holiday, uh, the um, stuff in Whoville so much was he wanted to get rid of, the extra kind of stuff that was around it that annoyed him, but he realized, oh, wait, no, there's a little tiny little thing that, you know, Christmas is for everyone and Christmas is joyful and, you know, it will make your heart grow three sizes. Like, you know, make you feel really warm and fuzzy on the inside. I think you've pointed out something that's going to be really interesting as we move forward and look at other films, is that I think the mark of a good Christmas film is that it has a whole, like, a meaning or Mm. a message or Mm. some kind of come through line and there's going to be movies that we watch that do and there's definitely going to be movies that we watch <laughs> that are not going to have that whatsoever Santa with muscles um, yep <laughs> oh me and Josh we'll, are talking we'll about this that. I'm interested to see what that film entails because I I'm intrigued by the just the title alone I, so full disclosure Santa with muscles is is a movie that is on this list it's a it's a 
film starring Hulk Hogan, the wrestler, and I was actually listening to a podcast recently with someone who is a big wrestling fan and Hulk Hogan is their favourite. They said they could only sit through 10 minutes of this film before they had to turn it off. <laughs> oh, and they've no. tried repeatedly year after year after year to watch it. Oh, God, I'm a sucker for bad movies, though, so, so I'm very excited. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen, because we're only going to get a lot worse from here. As a closing note, It's though, not going to be the next week one. We're not, not going to do that. No, it's, I'm pretty sure it's the second last film I, I that we're I watching. I think I put it right at the end. I'm pretty sure it's like, <laughs> I had a look at the list, I'm pretty sure it's right around Christmas. Um... I will I will say to the audience though, if you do want to follow along, we we will be having obviously watch all the films that we're watching and see what you guys think. Yes, we we do have an Instagram account. Oh um, really? Um, I didn't well, even know this. Oh, I know, I know, I know. It's it's, it's plans that I've got. So um, you will see a a really nice photo of the film with a couple of photoshopped faces on there. I'm sure. Um, yeah, and that's you right. You said you're not into Christmas. Um, so yes, um, please do follow along. Moving forward, we'll have um, some handles for you and some show, social details. And definitely, if you do want to send us any questions at any time, feel free to send us a message. Um, I think maybe moving forward, if we do end up getting some messages, we should have a mailbag section on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's great! Amazing. Maybe I'll get my mum to send in some questions. Um, <laughs> I have a, I have a, a last question for you all. How many Christmas hats would you give this movie out of ten? Uh, Jesus. Um, Anyone want to start? Well, us you know off? my answer. Mine's all ten. Wow. Full ten. Wow, full ten. Ten being the most. Remember. Yeah. Remember. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It. As I said, this is the one I watch every year. So. One of the ones I watch every year. Amy, how many Christmas hats out of ten? Mm, almost maybe seven out of ten. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting at like a six or a seven. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to go towards a seven because it's a classic. I was also going to say seven. All right. Okay. Fairly yes. consistent across the board. Yeah, that's a pretty good batting average, to be honest. That's pretty good. Yeah, look, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Bit of wholesome fun with the family. Bit creepy when he smiled. Bit cre- yes. creepy when he slithered <laughs> along the floor. But that's the Grinch, you know? That's it, yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for listening into our first podcast, um, the absolute train wreck that it is. Not a train uh, wreck. Speaking of trains, though, oh. tomorrow we're going to be looking at the Polar Express. A choo-choo! Um... Uh, this is Amy's pick. Amy's pick. Amy's no first pick on the list. No one else wanted this except yep. Amy. hundred percent. Nobody and else wanted to watch this. I said this to my mum tonight. I said we're watching it tomorrow, and her reaction was, "Are we really?" Yeah. <laughs> and then she said, "She said, why? Why do you like it so much?" Yeah, that's, yes, that was my Tracy, mom's reaction. Yes. I feel well. like potentially we need to get Tracy's opinions on this on the podcast can tomorrow. Do, can we do like mum cameos? Can we get like one of our mums on like each time? <laughs> if you want, we can. We can. We can. So yeah, developing podcast. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes in twenty four days. That'll be good. <laughs> I hope it's going somewhere good. Um, once again, sponsor it. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, we'll catch you tomorrow. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya.